you know by the 8-bit song. It's an all-new episode of Best Friends in the World, or as a dear friend of the show, Tony Rose has taken to calling it uh, when, I, when I go on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, he'll call it the Friends with Benefits podcast, but that's not what it's called. It's not. What I mean, that's, that's not what we are. But no, yeah. I mean, yeah, the benefit is our friendship, and you get it every week by listening to the show. So, welcome. This is episode three. Is it three already? Episode three. Episode, episode three. three of Best Friends in the World, and I'm just going to tell you real okay. quick. Uh, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. Uh, great job. Week two, DC Defenders, proving again why they are the best team in the XFL and why they are our official choice, the best friends in the world, official XFL team. So congratulations to them. They, uh, they completely blanked, shut out the competition, whooped some ass. So good on them. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of the game? I saw uh, I saw a good portion of the game. I also saw that wicked uh, sidearm pass by PJ Walker. Uh, not even a defender's guy, but holy crap, what a great pass! Uh, what a touchdown! Uh, yeah, uh, if he doesn't make the NFL, I'm going to be shocked. Uh, but I know you did a lot of XFL talk already. This. Uh, in the last week, so I don't want get, to get bogged down in that. But I think that's going to be the big test for the XFL is, like, how many people actually go to Turn. the NFL after. Um, so, because basically, especially with what they're getting paid, the XFL is basically just like a giant audition tape for the NFL. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how many people actually become part of the NFL from the XFL. Um, I, I, I'm still kind of surprised at like the crowd turnouts they're getting so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed because the crowd is, is not only coming out in numbers, but they're all really passionate and really into it. Everybody's really excited. Like they pan the crowd and it's just like, people are so excited. And on Twitter, like every XFL game is lighting up Twitter, so it's they're all good signs. Yeah, um, they are really good signs, and you know it's. I'd like to think Vince is the kind of dude who's going to announce the second season before the first season's even over. Oh yeah. So I'm really hoping we get that second season announcement. Hopefully by like week four or something. I haven't seen what the ratings were after week one. I haven't seen like the week over week drop, but uh, I'm hoping that they're not that much because I would like to see it keep going. You know me that I am an XFL apologist slash fan. Like I'm a huge XFL guy. And yeah. uh, if you are out there and you're another, you're an XFL fan like me and you've got uh, a flash drive that has every 2001 XFL game on it. I would like to talk to you. <laughs> you can reach out to a dear friend of the show, Paul Francis. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause we've been talking, I know he's been watching XFL games lately. I need, he needs to watch the one where former WKU head football coach, Jeff Brom gets the shit knocked out of him goes away like they they take him to the hospital for a concussion and then the next week he's back playing and it was very unsafe and he's the first one to tell you he's like yeah I probably shouldn't have played but you know here we are so uh you know what else I've been watching that is, well besides that um that's yeah. always that's uh, today even but even uh, I, I, this has been like consuming my life is that McMillions HBO series. Have you seen this? Oh, but I can Google it. It's, it's a six part HBO documentary series and it's all about the corruption behind the McDonald's monopoly game. Oh yeah. 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 So the third episode aired this week. And I have been just like, because I remember as a kid playing the McDonald's Monopoly game, 
Yeah, the most I ever won was I got the uh, the two purple pieces that gave you 50 bucks, and I thought I was, like, the greatest. Like, I thought I was, like, you know, hot shit at that point because I had 50 bucks in my pocket that was McDonald's money. Forget that, <laughs> forget that like, you know, I would spend – I spent hundreds of dollars on McDonald's food to win 50 bucks off their, their game. But I didn't realize the, the level of corruption and the – how intricate it all was to make sure that regular people like me, like 15 year old me did not stand a chance to win anything in the McDonald's monopoly game. And I just didn't know it, but they said like the opening, the opening is this FBI special agent. And he's like between 1985 and 2001, there were no legitimate winners of any big prizes in the McDonald's monopoly game. And that really? that blew my mind, and like that's that's how it starts. So, and and I texted you. What day was it? I think it was Friday. And I said, "You need to be really glad that we're not recording a podcast today, because found out I, I found out about the show last Wednesday, and so last Wednesday and last Thursday." Watched the first two to get caught up, and uh, like w- I'm the I'm the kind of person that when I get into something, I, f- I like I have to stop myself from deep diving into just everything about it. And usually, like with TV shows, it's not that big a deal, but with this, because it's like it's a documentary, like it's based on stuff that really happened. I didn't want to deep dive too much into the case because I didn't want to spoil. I don't remember what happens. Like, I don't know if people are dead, if people got prison sent. Like, I don't remember any of it because it all happened in like 2001, 2002. So it's mm-hmm. far enough away that I don't remember any of the results of any of it. <laughs> but like uh, uh, the McDonald's monopoly game is like so vivid in my mind that I'm like, I can't wait to get through it. So what I'm doing or what I was doing on Friday is I was deep diving into everything else McDonald's mm-hmm. and I was I was getting mad because I was I was sharing my findings with other people and they were not getting as like sh- they weren't as shocked as I was about what I was finding because the first thing I did was I started to read, like, I don't care about the history of the company because I know enough about that. Like, I watched The Founder, and I read a lot about the history of the company at that point. So the history of the company, not really interested. I started, uh, like, I got, in, I, I got into the, um, the, I got sucked into the black hole that is McDonald Land, which is, you know, it, it, up until they started to do the I'm Loving It campaign, it was, it was the, the, the fantasy land where all of the characters lived. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so there was there, there was all these all, all these characters, and like there's a list of all these characters, and I'm going through, and I'm like, oh, I remember that one. I remember Mayor McCheese, of course. I remember Officer Big Mac. I remember the Fry Guys, who then became the Fry Kids, and then went back to the Fry Guys because that's how much I remember it. Uh, you know, I remember Birdie, the weird bird with like the uh, the leather flight helmet that really was that was yeah. like, the old timey flight helmet and the overalls. Um, you know, Ronald, of course, and, you know, the Hamburglar. And that's where th- this is where it takes a turn because, okay. you know, they, they show a picture of the Hamburglar and and I'm like, as it's going through the characters and I'm like, you know, I'm finding this online and and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I make the thing where I'm like, I say to myself because I'm at home on lunch by myself. And I'm like, I think the Hamburglar would have been more successful had he not dressed like an actual burglar. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to read more about the history of the Hamburglar. That was a mistake. Because, no. because originally, like, you know what the Hamburglar looks like now. He's got, like, the big, the big head with the mask and, like, the, the uh, soulless. The old school. Yeah, yeah. The looking suit and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got, like, the striped sweatshirt and, and the pants where he looks like he's, he's in jail. He's got the soulless ginger hair that's poking out of the, the Lone Ranger mask. 
uh, with the with the big hat and and the cape. Uh, well, apparently, he w- the Hamburglar was created in the seventies, and the original Hamburglar, instead of being like the 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 way that you know him now, he was this short, old guy with white hair. And he had a sweatshirt that just said the lone jogger. And so what he would do is he would go in and he would like aggressively steal hamburgers. And which, you know, like like the hamburger, but here's the other weird part. Okay. Is in McDonald land there's apparently a section where hamburgers grow out of the ground because there's no brick and mortar McDonald's in McDonald land. They, they, they just don't exist. Hamburgers grow like, like crops. So essentially the hamburger or as he was known when he was first started, the old guy in the lone jogger sweatshirt would have creepy looking. Isn't he creepy as shit? Like if you Google hamburger lone jogger, it's Friggin' creepy. And so essentially what he would do is just trespass onto people's land and steal their crops. And so I'm I'm reading all of this. I just I don't like I don't get it. like half of me is like cracking up and laughing my ass off just because it's so absurd. And then the other half of me is like, at what marketing meeting are they like, okay, check it. You got Ronald. You got Mayor McCheese. You got Grimace, who, upon further inspection, yes, he looks like a butt plug. That's not. And also, I, I am offended it took you this long to bring up the Grimace. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at first, you know, he was a bad guy. He was evil Grimace, and then they turned because yeah, <laughs> nothing can kill the Grimace. Well, he looks like a butt plug. Uh, and <laughs> he does. Uh, I saw a picture, and it was like Grimace is shaped like a butt plug. Now you know how he got his name, and. <laughs> Shit made me laugh, and so I'm like, okay, you've got you've got Grimace, you've got Mayor McCheese, you got Officer Big Mac, you got Ronald, you got you know the little fry kids. We we need a bad guy. We need we need a we need a humorous antagonist. Okay, how about a how about a short old guy with white hair, the lone jogger. And was the, was the kidnapper taken? Well, it, like it, it just the way that I described it to a guy at work who was like the only one who had gotten who would let me get this far into the conversation before they they left is I said he was very Central Park rapey. When you look at him, he. He looks. He looks very like he's gonna mug you and sexually assault you. And so I'm. I'm sharing my findings with people, and I'm like, yeah. And he's called the Lone Jogger, and it's it's really messed up, and it's really weird. And everyone's like, yeah. So what's the point? And and so I ended up posting on Friday. I shared it with like seven or eight people, and everybody was like, "Okay, like so." It was the seventies. So, and I don't think that's a valid excuse. I don't think you can say, "Well, it was the seventies." It's okay to have a really, uh, you, it's okay to have a character in your children's marketing campaigns that gives off such a rapey vibe. Like I feel like that's not. You you can't just wipe that away by saying it was the seventies. So. I posted the lack of outrage concerns me because there's just the, the lack of hamburger outrage and lone jogger outrage just concerns the hell out of me. No, I almost texted you, but I figured it might be one of those uh, situations again, where your phone goes off and you say out loud, man, I hope that's Koran. <laughs> I do believe has actually happened in real life. Yeah. Before. It, it actually has. So, so because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get into reading the background of McMillions, which if you have access to HBO or, you know, the internet and you can find episodes of McMillions, you owe it to yourself to watch it. It's incredible. But, 
Um, oh, so I have to look up a way to watch that. It's it's so good, and uh, it, it just like every time you think that you have it uh, figured out, it takes another turn and another another twist that you don't see coming. Because I had no idea, like the complexity of just the promotion itself, and then beyond that, the corruption underneath this complex promotion. So it was very eye-opening. It was very, it was very interesting. But since I can't read about what happens next. I had to read other McDonald's things, you know, to, to, to tide me over. And I kind of, I, I wish I hadn't. I really, yeah, I would say so. I really I would wish, say, I wish I had not. Can we, uh, can we also touch on the fact of this really creepy looking like puppet animatronic, like pirate captain? Oh, Captain Crook. Captain, yeah, Captain Crook was uh, the only one that could. Because uh, oh, that's the other thing about the Hamburglar. When the Hamburglar was the lone jogger, like you know, now the Hamburglar has like he he speaks in like partial sentences and says "rubble rubble" and all of that. So apparently, when he was the lone jogger, he would just speak in mumbles and wouldn't actually speak words. And the no, only the only one that could translate what he was saying was Captain Crook. Isn't it like it's so crazy? It's so creepy. Seventies or not? <laughs> it's creepy. I just. The ever loving shit. Like, seriously. Isn't it? It's so weird. It's like. Um, it, it reminded me, honestly, like, no joke. It reminded me of if you've ever. Uh, and I know you have because you've seen the show that's based on it, but uh, read the original. Uh, the online Candle Cove story. Oh, yeah. It, it gave me really, like, it really gave me Candle Cove vibes. Yeah. And, uh, again, uh, I've harped on how good it is. I, I went back and watched of Channel Zero, which is the Candle Cove story. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. It is so good. I need to watch it because I, I I watched the first episode of the first one and I gave up on it. So I feel like I need to give it a second chance. I, I would. And the thing about that is it's an anthology series. So if you yeah. don't like one season, just jump to the next. Um, uh, yeah. You know me. Uh, I'm, I've got a soft spot for season two because I have a tattoo of it on my leg. Still the same. So OG. it was a little late, but I got it in. Yeah. Still, still the same OG. See, true. I, I, true. When people say "you know me," I always follow. It, but <laughs> still, the same OG. Of course, you do. I, I can't finish the rest of it. I, I don't think I'm allowed to finish the rest of it. But if you got if you got Google, you can you can fill in the rest. Say so, yeah, we're probably we're probably gonna steer clear of that. We're yeah, gonna steer clear of that. yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, um, we kind of been talking and. I thought we, we kind of have a, a unique outlook on this show and a unique opportunity that not a lot of people are afforded. And um, at our, and I think only like certain shows get this, and a lot of times it fails and they never make it to actually the, the real one, of that two pilot episodes. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, Very rare does that happen. No, we had our... Um, you know, we had our backdoor pilot in, what was yeah. that, November-ish? Yeah, I think it was November. It was yeah. either November or December. Sometime. Holiday-ish. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, three two, three, two weeks ago, we had yeah. our pilot pilot episode. Right. And um, I don't really... I want to talk about what makes a good like pilot to you. What, um, you know, throw a couple like if you have an example about like what made it special and like what you think really stood out and made it a good one. 
uh, talk about one if you want to. Um, but I really just wanted to like hit the main points you want from like a pilot episode or something. Yeah. Cause you know, and, and we talked about it ages ago on, uh, on talk nerdy to me. We actually had you and me, uh, we had a, a head to head about a pilot <laughs> of a TV show that we both, we had different feelings on it and it turned out that it was kind of not representative of the show itself and, you know, how we how, like revisiting that pilot. So, you know, it, the importance of a pilot cannot be overstated because a good pilot will draw you in and, you know, get you invested and a bad pilot, you might just never, ever come back to it. And I, we've talked about this. My rule with most shows is a season, unless the old Flanagan adage of, is this more, is this more fun than work? Yeah. Ask myself that every day. Um, the, <laughs> Go ahead. I was Finish that, your line. No, no, no. Ask myself that every day. And, uh, because I do that with with participation on a lot of things, is if if there's you know enough in a row where it's more work than fun and I'm not getting a paycheck for it, I'm probably not going to do it that much longer. You've heard me talk about uh, how I felt about pushing daisies multiple times. Yes, I'd heard nothing but great things about it. I'd heard like nothing but all these really good things about how great the show was. It was the showrunner from season one of dead like me, which I absolutely loved. All right, cool. Let's do this. And I sit down and every single 42 minute episode felt like it was two hours long. Would sit there and try and watch it and just be bored to tears. The pilot from where they have to set up everything. And worse. Tracking out all the character introductions, setting up the story, setting up the shop, setting up like X, Y, and Z, why people are trying to figure out what's going. I mean, it was just on and on. Uh, apparently, it was a, a great expectation from what to expect from the rest of the show because every other episode just drug on forever as well. It goes very slow. Like yeah. it, you, uh, you have to with that one. It's very character driven, and if you don't, if if you don't invest in the characters, and if you're not willing to spend a lot of time getting to know the characters and watching them evolve, you're gonna hate it. Like you're just not gonna like it because it goes very slow. If you're a fan of the show, I'm not trying to offend you. I don't really care if you like it. Um, I didn't, but I just, uh, to me, it was a great example of something where the the pilot did, it it set the tone for the show. And that's something I think is important. It wasn't a tone I liked. It wasn't a tone I was on board with, but it sure was the tone of that slow, snail-paced TV show. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah it was it was a very accurate portrayal of what to expect from the show and i think that's a very important pilot quality is it it should feel like you know a a quote unquote episode at random from the show yeah. it should feel exactly the same as the rest of them I want it to feel like it's like I think a lot do. Um, not direction or the other, where like you know we always talk about movies and TV shows in the wild. If you catch the pilot of a show on in the wild, you I don't want it to feel drastically different than every other episode of the show. Right, and and it shouldn't uh, because especially if. If you're trying to hook somebody on the show and you're trying to get them to invest in it, it should be 
you know, it shouldn't be a bait and switch with, uh, like, you feel like you're... Because that's the fastest way to turn somebody off, is if you watch a really great pilot episode, and then you tune in next week, and it's nothing like what the pilot was, and you feel lied to. Shoot, what was that crappy zombie show on sci-fi, like Project Z or something like that, like Z-Land? Was it Z-Nation? Yes! Gosh, where they touted they touted having like Harold Perrineau from uh, you know Oz, Lost, the Matrix sequels, and a couple other like small to like mid range actors that had done like a lot of other TV stuff and all that. And every single one of them dies in either the pilot or the second episode. Yeah, that's a bait and switch. Yeah, and that's the fastest. Uh, how's that show doing, by the way? Uh, pretty uh, it it. It uh, stumbled along for four seasons. Yeah. Well, I guess if if uh, what what was that damn uh, the George Lopez show can make it like thirty seasons, I guess they can hand that one out for. You know, I think Tosh Point I was on episode like or season like thirteen at this point. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess if you find a formula that works, stick with it. Which yeah. And especially if you're, on, that. if you're on, like, sci-fi or one of those channels where you don't have to make a lot of money or get a lot of great ratings in order to Go on. To, to, to stay forever. Because even if you you pull a .75 rating, you're still probably their, one of their top three rated shows. Um, but, like, what, what I always want is set the tone, uh, set up who your characters are and like, tell me a little bit about them, but don't like completely grow the character. Cause I want growth in my TV shows. And, uh, above all, like entertain me. Don't bracket it out. Like here's person a, here's why they are here. Here is their story. Here is person B. Here is why they, you know, just don't break it down to me. Be organic. And uh, you and I had a distinct advantage of being organic on our pilots because we've known each other for about 10 years now. Yeah, so. we, we have a little bit of history uh, that we can pull from. And yeah. we have, uh, you know, the inside jokes that we like. And we have we have a, a little, uh, just a little bit of rapport. Just a tiny, tiny bit. We, no. we never, we're not very conversational, though. No, which is gosh, no. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Oh, makes for makes for a slow moving podcast, I guess. Always, uh, there's one I always bounce back to, and I, I I think it perfectly grasps everything I just talked about. And it's one of those where if you didn't, if he wasn't like having to set up some stuff, you wouldn't know it's the pilot. Most underrated shows and probably one of the best TV pilots of all time is My Name Is Earl. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Because um, they, they you, you get setting, characters, story, everything feels organic. And you have, you, they even set up your overarching story for the entire series in 22 minutes. It's just, it's one of those things to where, like, what you're getting into, you know, why you're sitting down and watching it. And, you know, by the end of that show, if this is a concept you're on board with. Yeah. Like you definitely know by the end of the pilot, if you're going to enjoy that show or not, because I mean, and, it's not a lot of surprises sorry. with the format. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't have uh, a change in format across your show. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that's always necessarily, uh, to stick to that. But I would say that like, it can definitely swing in either direction. Looking at you prison break. Why are we breaking oh, into like God. FBI buildings in season four? The first season uh, is the, the first season of prison break. Uh, I would almost call it a perfect season. I would completely agree with you. It is from top to bottom. It is just amazing. Second season, a little bit different. Still enjoyed it a whole lot. After that, 
It all kind of goes to shit. Nosedive. Yeah, it kind of goes. Although I will say uh, one thing that's really nice is the the guy who's the FBI agent uh, who's chasing mm-hmm. him down starting in season two. Um, he's now a regular on the uh, mom sitcom. And so uh, I was really glad to see him get work again. What's his name? William Finchner. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the gangster guy that's working for the bank at the beginning of the Dark Knight too. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, yeah. In, in in Mom, he's uh, he's the mom's uh, now husband, and he's a former uh, Hollywood stuntman who got uh, injured, and now he's in a wheelchair. Really, which is kind of okay. crazy, but it's it's a comedy. Like he's he's really funny in it, and um, but yeah, like I saw him one day on that show, and I was just like, "Hey, I like him. He's good cool. people." Uh, have I ever told you the story about why I stopped watching Prison Break weekly when it would come on? No. So they they were building up this like two hour episode. We're doing a two hour episode, blah blah blah, and it just says it's season three, and it says watch Michael Break out and i'm like all right let's do this i sit down for my two hours i skip an hour of monday night raw and i'm sitting there and you know who doesn't escape from prison michael (laughs) by the end of the two hours i'm guessing michael schofield schofield is still in prison Ah. it was the biggest middle finger to, it, it was just like this. They knew they were just two throwaway episodes. They were like, just put them together. Yeah. Just, just. Well, well, the marketing campaign will be the breakout. He's, I'm, I don't know why I'm turning into Vincent Man. They're breaking out of prison. He's going to break out, pal. Uh, <laughs> it's such good shit. Son of a bitch. Uh, like, by the end of it, it was just this total, utter mind, like, it's like they dicked me. Like I, I just got dicked over by Fox. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, Fox is the worst network for deceptive editing on their previews. And I'm a big fan of, and it, it's like apparently it's not on. They have two seasons done, and they're just not airing it. Uh, the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen show. Really. And yeah, they have two seasons that are done and shot and like and finished, but they're just for whatever reason they're not they're, they're it's not on TV right now. And if you ever want to see the most deceptive next time preview, watch a, watch one of those for Hell's Kitchen because it is the most misleading and just fake, false by by way of editing. Like just their editing is so deceptive and I hate it. Um, so I just skip the next times now because it doesn't give you it. Like, it it's a totally wrong. It, it, it's the closest thing to a lie that I can, I can think of. Like it's, it's, it's a lie and they just mm-hmm. edit them that way. Now uh, on the other reality show uh, spectrum, the survivor previews are always like spot on. Those are always really, really good and accurate, but the Hell's Kitchen ones are just so deceptive. While we're talking about it, you mean Fox? The the network that aired not the pilot of Firefly for the first episode? <laughs> and Fox that would air Futurama. It, they literally changed time slots for that show seven times during its original airing. I'm talking about Fox that... Seven. In the late 90s was like celebrity boxing, Robbie Knievel going over a gorge, um, like magic tricks revealed uh, (laughs) schlocky shit network that they used to air all that crap on. Fox has probably my favorite, my favorite cartoon or not cartoon commercial of all time. It sounds like a cartoon because of the premise. It's uh, it's a dating show. As to like, she can't pick the man on looks. They're all wearing different colored masks. Oh yeah! And at the very end of it, like you see twenty guys lined up, and they're all in like a different colored mask, and it's just like okay. 
this sounds like a dumb premise. This is stupid enough to where I'm going to watch it. And then at the very end, it just goes hosted by Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> God. And what was that other, that, what was the other one that they had? Uh, Joe Millionaire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was, where it turned out to be the dude that was making like twenty five grand a year. Yeah, where like they they advertised, like they told all the contestants that it was like he was a millionaire, like heir to some fortune, and it turned out he was like a plumber, yeah, or like which, a, an electrician or whatever. Which there's nothing wrong with those jobs, but yeah, it was just like they they, they went out of their way to be so deceptive. Gosh, the good old days of Fox. Such dickhead moves. And they had Such. like, you know, when wild animals attack. They had those like right. every week. Like, gosh, what a schlocky network that was. Now they're just having to build from the ground up again. Yeah. Uh, God, about they, they would have, the, oh, Fox, didn't they do the uh, Wrestling's Greatest Moves Exposed yes, thing, yeah, too? Yeah, that was what, and, and Harley Race was there, like Harley Race was there, because I guess he needed a paycheck. Uh, and it was, because uh, everyone remembers uh, Stunt Granny. If you go back and you watch that show, they have, uh, where they go, it's, a, it's actually a Stunt Granny. And so that was like the joke coming out of it was, was the Stunt Granny. That was so bad. Yeah, and they talked about like wrestling's biggest moves at a time where like Austin, who was doing the stunner, was the biggest yeah. move. Goldberg doing a jackhammer, all that stuff, and it's like they were showing like a slam. Yeah. And then like at the very end, they were like, "And now here are the two biggest ones," and they show like a pile driver, yeah. which everyone and their mother was doing on wrestling. I was like, I guess technically it's the biggest move because everyone does one. Yeah. And then the last one they did was uh, the leg drop. All you do is you just sit Which down. Like, just like, all right, act like you're just going to sit down and then sit down. Yeah. And they were like, did you know that it's not really salt that they throw? It's usually baby powder because it makes the bigger cloud. And you're like, what the, f well, why are we watching this? Did you know that they stomp the mat when they punch? More than four seconds of pro wrestling. Even eight-year-old me knew that. Yeah. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew deep down in my heart. Yeah. Part of hearts, as they say. Yeah, I knew. I knew that it was it was not real fighting. But still, part of me really wanted to believe. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, if I can get back on where we, where we started with this, uh, what pilot I love and from a what what it's it's a show that I love, and it's a pilot that is just all of the the charm of the show. It's a British show, but it's one of my favorites. And uh, even Joel McHale couldn't save the U.S. version. The IT crowd. I'm I'm a bad nerd. I've never seen the IT crowd. Oh my gosh. It's it's a very required taste. Like you have to because it's a weird balance of nerd humor and also British humor at the same time. So it's not for everybody, but if you like people either absolutely love it and they 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 you know, they praise its brilliance or they just don't get it at all, and it's, they don't think it's funny. But I'm I'm of the former camp. I think it is one of the best comedies that I've ever seen. That's a great endorsement. Like it's so good. There are a couple episodes that I'm just like, I don't really get it. It's not like that one is too like it's too much on the British humor for me, so I don't get a lot of it. But the one, like, 90% of the episodes, home runs, in my opinion, without a doubt. Like, they're, it's, they're so funny. I can watch them over and over again. Um, the episode where Roy, who uh, is the Joel McHale part in the United States one that just never went anywhere, that pilot is trash. Um, 
he's he, he can't figure out like he's dating a girl and her parents died and so he but but she doesn't want to talk about why and he finally gets her to say why and she says that uh they died in a fire at the UK equivalent to SeaWorld and like he spends the rest of the episode trying to figure out how you could have a fire in a water park that's that in, all encompassing that would take lives and it's it's amazing just to watch his descent into madness trying to figure out a fire at a sea world and it's it's so good <laughs> I, I feel terrible for laughing at that, but at the same time, I can totally see it. Because he's like he builds he builds the um, like the stands out of mashed potatoes, and he's like, there are fourteen exits this way, this way, and this way. If the fire started here, you could go. And it's it's just like it's incredible. And it's like so she says, I'm going to tell you how they died, and then I never want to talk about it again. And she's like, they died in a fire. And he's like, oh, that's terrible. And she's like, and it, it, like, like the, the UK version is called uh, Sea Park. And so she's like, you know, they died in a fire. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's tragic. And she's like, at a sea park. And he's like, wait, what? And she's like, now I never want to talk about it again. So he can't ask her follow-up questions because she won't talk about it. And so he's trying to figure it out on his own. And it's so funny. It's just, it's, it's so good. I believe it's still on Netflix. It's worth, it's worth watching. There's, there's only, there's only like 40 episodes and it goes, it goes real quick. It's a real quick watch, but it's so good. Excuse me. It's so good. I have to give it a go. If you have never seen it, add it to your list on Netflix. And then the next time, next time you're uh, at home with a sinus infection or you're bored or anything like that, just pop in an episode of IT Crowd. And if you've ever worked, if you've ever it, it, like, and see, you're like me, that you'll get it where like you don't have to have worked in like formally worked in IT to get a lot of the jokes. Like if somebody's ever asked you for computer help or, you know, you've been like the only guy in the office that knows how to do like how to work a computer, you're going to, you're going to relate to it so much. So I really, really need to watch this. It's good. It gets really good. The the last two seasons get great. They they just get like it's good. The first two seasons are good, and then the last two seasons are just incredible. It's awesome. So, but it was a good pilot. Like it got me in the first like two minutes of the pilot. It had me. Like it completely and totally had me, and I was just like, I'm gonna love this show, and I did. That's sweet. I really, I guess I really need to, I need to sit down and watch. I guess I need to take a break from watching pretty much nothing but horror. So, um, so let's see. I'm trying to think of like other good pilots. Supernatural was a great pilot that got me sucked in. I know this is going to sound cliche, but like the two part lost pilot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, set the tone for at least the first couple seasons before that show jumped the shark. Yeah. Uh, you, you know where I lost, no pun intended, where I lost, lost. Uh, yeah. But the pilot and the first couple episodes were enough to keep me for one entire season. Um, so, I mean, it was strong. It was. Um, I'm trying to think about... Uh, as a talk about shows that nosedive, but the How I Met Your Mother pilot. Yeah. It's everyone. And, uh, you know, everything falls into place. Yeah. Show shits the bed at the end, but. It uh, sure does. 
Um, you know what? Two uh, that I really liked, and it's going to sound weird. It's going to sound very okay. weird. The the pilots of both Monk and Psych. Oh God! Yes, were both very very strong because they were very accurate representations of the show. The characters really had a chance to shine, and the stories were really good. Completely agree with both of those. Uh, Carnival, did you ever watch that, the HBO show? I did not. I mean, it set this very uh, broken down, beaten in kind of dark tone. Um. You know me, it has Clancy Brown playing a uh, priest at a carnival. Uh, I love Clancy Brown, so... You're in. That's it. Yeah, it's all I'm in. Um, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I can think of a glaringly... A, a great example of a bad bad pilot for a good show. Okay. <laughs> I know we've talked about it, um, but I, I genuinely think the pilot, and you know, I understand a lot of them don't have the same budget, and a lot of them are literally like putting out the pilot, being like, "Hey, here's what we have for you if you want to put us to series, if you want to put us to a full season." It just, I, I, I thought it just did not. Uh, didn't think it delivered. I, I I still love the show. I've eaten crow on that multiple times. I had to eat those words, <laughs> but I just did not like. Um, just did not like the the pilot episode. It just I don't know. I, I, I it's been years since I've watched it on the on even on the rewatch of the series I did I don't think I no I only watched season two again um watch the pilot to see if I oh you yet another apology for that so well, that's okay I'll take as many as you want to keep giving <laughs> <laughs> like I won't I won't ever tell you to stop if that helps. I, I can imagine. So you just just keep it coming, just keep it coming. Um, but no, it, it was because that whole thing was like the whole show was kind of it had a lot working against it from the start. There was just a lot, a, a lot of negatives before it even started shooting. And the pilot really didn't help because uh, it, it, it felt it felt like a like a store brand, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can definitely I can see that, and it kind of had the insurmountable task of. Cream. It came out that they didn't have the the iconic mask, and right. it was just it had an uphill battle not having the mask, being called Scream, and not having Wes Craven. Right. Oh, it was because and, and it turned and it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that just that they didn't have the mask. It was why they didn't have the mask, and then why they what they said why they didn't have the mask. Like they, they didn't want to pay the licensing because technically the mask is owned by the costume company. And so they didn't want to pay the license and everybody knew that was why, like someone had said, yeah, they don't want to pay the licensing fee with it. And they don't want to, they, they don't want to get involved in that. And then they came out and they said, well, we want to build on what scream had done before, but we want to do it in a different way. And so because of that, we're not going to use the mask. And it's like, bullshit, you just don't want to pay for it. Like, it's okay if you come out and you say, we got to do, we got to do a different mask because we don't want to pay for it. Because it's not part of the, the license. So, you know, we have to pay extra. Okay, that's fine. Like, I will accept that. But 
don't lie and be like, oh, well, we just want to try something creatively new and we just want to do whatever. And so that's why we're choosing not to use it. Like, no, don't stop. And I don't want to shine light on just Scream for having a bad pilot because, again, the show's actually good. I'm trying to think of, like, think of any other, like, just terrible, terrible pilots for good shows. Uh, it was terrible, but that show was pretty much only ever okay at best. So, even though, to this day, I still say it has one of my favorite TV episodes of any show ever. Really? Uh yeah, there is one, and you have to kind of know the characters and everything, but, I mean, I I watched that entire show up until season five. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I knew the characters and everything, and it's, like, the episode of the premiere of Aquaman. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's just this weird, feel-good, lucky episode. I just genuinely think it's... Uh, again, I can't even like put into words why I like it so much. It's just one of my favorites. Yeah, sometimes it's an undefinable quality. I like the way you think, man, and I greatly appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Um. I, I didn't want to uh, take the easy way out and say a pilot that I really liked because I did. I did watch this pilot as it happened. Uh, it was the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pilot. Yeah. Um, if any episode was different, I would say, "Oh, it gives you a really good idea of what the show is like." But literally, any episode is like exactly by the formula, so that you can't really say that. Um, but I remember. Uh, I vividly remember watching it. They did like a sneak preview of the pilot. And I remember uh, the way that uh, my parents' house is is laid out is uh, I was watching it on essentially what was the the second floor. And we have a we have a they have a basement. And so uh, I remember watching it. And then I went from the second floor to the first floor and then the first floor down to the basement because my mom was, um, uh, either loading up or unloading laundry. And I remember just being like, mom, I found my new favorite TV show and they played it and they do this. And I was like describing everything to her. And she's just like, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Because in her head, she's like, shit, there's new toys that we're going to have to buy now. Like, shit like i know what's coming now because now he's going to be like oh and now the toys are at toys r us and then she's uh, so she was waiting for that shoe to drop which uh um it took it took another month or two but then then that shoe did drop but i remember that was just like yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (sighs) because she knew she knew that that was coming (laughs) and to her credit she was right. At least she knows the score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was tuned in, man. She she knew what was up. But um, so yeah, we had the uh, distinct uh, honor, privilege, uh, whatever, of getting two pilot episodes. So I don't know if we got either one of them right, but we'll we're gonna keep going anyway. So whatever. It's mostly. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to follow us on a strange journey, feel free. Yeah, you can. You're more than welcome. There's room enough for all of us. Uh, yeah, so I think starting next week, I think I teased it for this week. I think I said it for this week, but it's going to be next week for sure instead. Uh, we're going to start going live next week because, uh, full disclosure, I didn't have time to get the right software on the computer that we're going to be running the show off of, so that happened. So we're just going to have to wait till next week to be live. Nice. I mean, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, so. so let's talk before, before we take this, uh, yeah. take this, let's talk contest. Yes. So 
interesting update about the contest. You know, we have the uh, what uh, well, I've shortened it to what they don't know won't hurt them contest uh, right. for February, where we've got uh, several g- great prizes up for grabs. We've got the uh, the the $15 video game prepaid currency card in your platform of choice, whether it's uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, Steam, I don't know, what other, all of those and more. Uh, Will not buy you a Facebook games gift card. No, and if you, uh, I, I don't even need to say that if you want a RuneScape card, you're probably not listening to this show, so it's fine. <laughs> um, I feel like those cards, yeah, so... We're going to stick to the major platforms, uh, but there's that, uh, one of those, which is fantastic, and then also a uh, a Loot Crate Best of the 80s Decade, which we've been posting pictures of on the uh, the Facebook page, so you can see you know, what's inside. You get the Ghostbusters drawstring bag, which I use every day. Um, I've got it actually right there with me. Uh, the hey. the uh, one to six... Um, Hoverboard Back to the Future replica, which also, by the way, thanks to the uh, official Back to the Future Twitter page for liking uh, and retweeting our post. That was super nice of them. Uh, I appreciate you. The Golden Girls coffee mug, which I also use every day. Um, The Escape from New York and uh, comic book, which is pretty sweet. The Ninja Turtles magnets. There's some other stuff. It's pretty awesome. There's a bunch of great 80s stuff in there. Uh, all up for grabs with the what they don't know won't hurt them contest. And I feel like we need to run through a couple of these because we've gotten some submissions that just we tried to explain it ahead of time. We tried to explain it before what we what we're not looking for. It's supposed to be kind of a fun thing. We're not trying to break up relationships. We're not trying to we don't want to. Uh, to get emails like we have about uh, how you've been cheating on your your girlfriend with somebody else. No. So, um, you know, I, I see. I feel like we need to. I need to call some of these people out by name because I feel like that's the only way that we're going to that we're going to do this. So, uh, Jacob, I'm sorry. We're not going to reveal that you're cheating on your girlfriend. Um, we're also Tyler. We're not going to, uh, tell your parents that when you call them and you ask them for money for groceries that you're actually turning around and spending it on, we're going to say not groceries, Uh, not groceries. So we're not, we're not going to let that happen. So, uh, we're not, those are not what we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, more, lighthearted, funny kind of things that, uh, that, you know, maybe you, you just, you just haven't told your significant other or, you know, a family member yet. Like maybe, um, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of some, like, like if I were to do one, like I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, let's see. I'm going to think of a good one that, like, okay, I will give you an example that, uh, what, and this is not really a significant other, but, um, uh, and this is, this is 1000% true. And I, I swear okay. to you, uh, what my old roommate doesn't know is that, uh, one Saturday when we used to live together, it was, you know, several of us that lived together. It wasn't just me and one other person. There were several people. Uh, we lived in a, a place that had very limited parking. And the way that they added extra parking was instead of adding extra spots, they just made the current spots longer to fit two cars. Mm-hmm. And so what some people would do is they would just park in the back part of it and so no one could use that second spot uh, because they didn't want to have someone park behind them so they couldn't get out. So one day, one Saturday, I went to go uh, get some groceries or I went to go do something. I ran some errand and I came back toy store. and toy store. yeah, I pro- probably went to the toy store. That's no joke. Either that or the adult toy store. Um, one of the two, uh, I went and bought a grimace. Um, and so I came back and my roommate's girlfriend was parked 
in a spot that was like she was in the further out spot blocking the other spot and there was no other parking spots. And so I called the tow company and had her car towed. And then I and then I parked in that spot. And it God, co- I don't blame you there. And it cost her 150 bucks to get her car out. You regrets? Not a single one. My man. My yeah. man. So um, yeah. So he, he. I. I never. I never uh, admitted that. I never told. I. I think I told one. I told two people. I think. Um, but yeah, I. I called and had my. Uh, my roommate's car girlfriend's car towed. I will. Uh, I'll come up with one and I'll share it next week for the listeners. All right. So if you have something like that, like if I were to call him and tell him, first of all, I know he would not accept my call, but. Um, you know, nobody, nobody got really hurt. Nobody died. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was an asshole, but they're not together anymore. So it doesn't matter. Uh, she was a bitch anyway. Um, but you know, she was just, she was just a bad person and, uh, I don't regret it at all. I thought it was funny. So, you know, there you have it. So funny, something like that. Incredibly devious, but yeah, funny. Yeah, most of my stuff like that is pretty devious. So oh, that's uh, not necessarily a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, so I'll, I'll come up with another one too for uh, for next week as we get more more entries, and uh, hopefully by then we will have uh, we will have a few less dark ones. Yeah, we'll have some we'll have some uh, legitimate entries that we can read on air and give. You know, a forum too, and not, not these uh, really too dark ones that are just not. It's like explicitly what we told you guys we don't want, but you did it anyway. Um, Thanks for nothing, guys. Yeah, you nerds. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Here's an. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. So, uh, one time, uh, this is when I worked at the toy store. Um, okay. what we did was I got, um, and this wasn't even because I was angry at him. It was just because I thought it would be really funny is, uh, you know, uh, former actor, Johnny Depp, uh, originally from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I used to work with a guy who had a phone number that was a, an Elizabeth town number. And so one night at a, at a group at, at, at a party after having a little bit too much to drink, I thought it would be really funny to go on the IMDB forums and post his phone number saying that I was Johnny Depp and I was I was working on a project that you know I needed I, I needed the uh, the input and feedback from normal everyday movie fans, and so I would be taking and responding to phone calls, and I posted the phone number. And so when people looked it up, they were like, oh, that one's from Kentucky. That one's from Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And then you'd look up, you know, Johnny Depp is from Elizabethtown. So there was just enough of a kernel of truth that for the next four days, he got at least a thousand phone calls a day. Like his phone was just thousand. His phone would not stop ringing like he had to he had to shut it off. Like, because it would ring, and then he would answer it, and then you would just hear, like, giggling, and then he would shut it off. Like, he would hang up, and then it would immediately call again. And while he was talking to people, like, it would go off again. Like, it, the phone would was, was ringing constantly. And he was so pissed off, and he never figured out who did it. It was me. Amazing. Uh, Terrible. Yeah. So it's it's stuff like that, that that we're looking for that would be really funny uh, that you send to us 
We, you know, we read them, you email them to iheartstamos at gmail.com, or you can tweet them at uh, TN2M show, or you can Facebook message us and you just give us, you know, the rundown of what happened. Uh, you can DM us on Twitter. Our, yeah. our DMs are wide open. Wide open, and we are thirsty, baby. Send us some DMs. <laughs> Uh, send us your DMs, man. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll read them. We, uh, we may have to, uh, we may have to call you to, uh, to get a little bit more information, to ask some questions, to make sure our crap detectors don't go off. But, uh, then, you know, we pick a winner and then we call the other person and you admit what happened and then you win a prize. I feel like, I feel like what needs to happen is, uh, the winner, like whoever sends in, the story gets one prize and then the person that we call gets the other prize because the other, like the other person who's been wronged should get something out of it. Oh yeah. We need to come up with a consolation prize too. Yeah. So, uh, so, so send those in, uh, send us in the, uh, what they don't know won't hurt them. And you know, we'll, we'll, uh, continue that contest next week. Keep going with the contest. Hopefully, we'll be live. We'll be yeah. We'll be bringing some goodness to you. We'll us here at uh, you know the show. Yeah, and uh, for the love of God, somebody be outraged about the Hamburglar with me because nobody is outraged, and I'm a little outraged that they're not outraged. Well, I'm outraged. I'm I'm just I'm furious. I got a rage boner. I'm so mad. Like I'm just mad about it. <laughs> Just so mad. And with that, I think we're pretty much done here. We're 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 over an hour. We got a good show in. We we here at your your good friends at uh best friends in the world. Yeah. Uh bid you adieu, and we will see you next week.